It's planting season, and it's not too late to make sure your crops grow up fed and happy. Regardless of your spring crop, Fed and Happy offers a variety of worm-casting solutions in liquid and solid form to supercharge your soil, your yields, and your profitability. For fast, vibrant germination and seedling growth, mix your seed with Fed and Happy's screened granular castings pre-drilling. The Fed and Happy liquid seed treat and extracts offer the ideal mix of soluble solids loaded with living beneficial biology, mycorrhizal fungi, humates, and more. The Fed and Happy small spreadable castings are ideal for fast, easy soil incorporation. The large offer long-term stability and soil growth. But you don't have to figure this out on your own. Just call 833-GO-WORMS to speak with our farm team experts for a fast turnaround on a custom solution for your needs. Fare better against pests, disease, drought, and other potential hazards this season with Fed and Happy Worm Castings. Visit FedandHappy.com for a healthy harvest and any lawn, garden, and tree care needs. Available for pickup and on-farm delivery. That's F-E-D-N-Happy.com. Or call 833-GO-WORMS. Happy planting. Welcome. You're listening to Casually Baked, the podcast. Home base for the can of curious. Thanks for tuning in. It's high time. We had a high time. Together. Together. Yes, it's high time. We had a high time. Together. Hi, y'all. I'm Joe, your host and cannabis lifestyle guide. When it comes to my creative work, cannabis is my co-pilot. And I met a few kindred casually baked creatives at the Lift & Co Expo in Vancouver in January. I loved what they were doing and was excited to learn that they also call the Bay Area home. I thought it would be fun to get them in the studio to talk about how we use cannabis for creativity and some of the fantastic things that have evolved from those creative smoke sessions. Esther, Sam, Camden, and Vin are the four award-winning designers behind Session, a smart and sophisticated line of cannabis lifestyle products designed for mainstream culture. Their first endeavor was redesigning the perfect bong. Simple, modern, easy to clean, and a daily driver you can leave on your coffee table. I invite you to join Esther, Sam, and I as we explore the rituals of cannabis, creativity, and the makings of good cannabis accoutrement. It's time to get casually baked. I got the bottle of wine, the high dollar kind. I got the West Coast smoke, but better just you're creative, so I feel like you probably aren't nervous about smoking while you're working. No. no. I, we usually use smoking to fuel the creativity. Yes, and that is why we're here today. So I have got Esther and Sam, two of the co-founders of Session Goods. It is a cannabis lifestyle product brand that I have an affinity for, and I learned about them when I was at Lift & Co. in Vancouver, and I was so bummed because I wanted to buy 
some of their glass, but I didn't have any room in my suitcase. And I found out they fucking live in Oakland. This is an Oakland-based company. So I was like, oh my gosh, you'll have to come into the studio. So welcome, Esther and Sam. Thanks for being here. Glad to be here. Yeah, we're excited. Yes. So we're going to get down and dirty and talk about cannabis and creativity. And I love that your company, all four of you are creatives. You're from the design world. So tell me a little bit about your background. Yeah. So I came in from an accessory and design space within apparel. Um, I was one of the first employees at Everlane, which is a Bay Area company. Prior to that, I was living in New York and working in the design space on more high-end brands. Um, Always loved cannabis and had felt that there wasn't really something that I identified with as a piece that I was using every day as somebody who was a designer. I was kind of like hiding all my stuff away. And it became an interesting talking point when I met three other designers who had a very similar experience with it. And that's kind of what formed us as a team and something to kind of focus on while we were creating what session eventually became. I came from the grower side of things. I've been growing pot in the Bay Area since I was 16 uh, in my parents' backyard. And, right on. Uh, had all the different, you know, kids had nice cars in high school. I had a, a grow room. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it was essentially one does. what funded my uh, education, which sent me to design school. Nice. And then um, after design school, I ended up at a design consultancy here in San Francisco and have, you know, been designing products and packaging and brands um, for the last few years. And then got together with our four founders and again, realized we all had this affinity for for cannabis and saw that there really was a huge gap in uh, how those two worlds combined. Yeah, I do find, um, and I complain about this sometimes, about people not respecting the ritual, not having a piece that they feel like they want to keep clean or something that they do feel like can sit out in their space and you know, be art and a statement piece or a conversation starter about cannabis. And so I appreciate how you put your heads together, but where did y'all end up meeting? How did this take place? Do you want to do the fun one? Do the fun one. Yeah. Do the fun one. Yeah, the fun one. We all met on Tinder. Um, Actually. Sort of. Sort of. So, um, this is something I had been in the head shop space prior to this and also always found it. I led towards a lot of like ridiculous pieces because I thought weed is fun and things that I smoke out of should be fun, but I didn't feel like I had anything that was like a daily driver. And so I was venting to one of my friends about it and she was like, I actually just went on a date with this guy who works at a design consultancy and perhaps he would be interested and in like putting you together with some people. So we, um, I crashed one of their dates and he was like, I have a couple people I think I could run this by. And that's how we met uh, our first member, which is Camden. He was approached on the train and was like, do you want to design bongs? And <laughs> <laughs> I, re I recently heard the back story where basically Camden um, had gone to school with Sam. I think it, you might be at a better point to kind of bring in his side. Yeah, so Camden and I went to school together and also worked at the same design firm. And so when he got approached, he's like, do you want to send bongs? And he was like, well, yeah, I think I, I could take that on. Uh, but then knew that I had come from a background in that 
Mm-hmm. And then we had uh, another, our other co-founder, Vin, who worked with us as well and was like, oh, this is enough work for at least three people to really like tackle the challenge. And it would be a really fun, kind of exciting thing for us to do on the side because we we're always looking for new creative endeavors and, you know, fun little side gigs to keep us excited. Yeah. Because uh, you end up designing a lot of corporate bullshit in, in our everyday yeah. And so it was like, how do we still like flex our, our fun design skills and a way to be entrepreneurial? Yeah. Right. So he like gathered us together and was like, hey guys, do you want to design some bonks? And we're like, yeah, fuck yeah, let's do that. <laughs> okay. So yeah, we spent, we spent like a, a couple, like, I don't know, first passes, um, hanging out and just figuring, figuring out things that we could even start or make. And ultimately just didn't do anything for like two years and became good friends that like to smoke weed. And then eventually we're like, should we, should we make something? We, we, uh, we, we wait, just, why did we call this meeting? Yeah. yeah we're like, Hey, happening? wait, huh? We, we all just, assembled. That is hilarious. That is such a total stoner story where it's like, Oh yeah, we're going to do this. But man, we had a two year long smoke circle. Right. <laughs> we did a, we did a lot of testing of products before we figured out, ultimately what we wanted. And we also were entirely self-funded up until now. So a lot of what we've been doing is hurry up and wait. So we would save and then we would get one sample and that would come in and we'd make notes. And then I would like, it was always me, but I would hoard it and use it for, I don't know, a few months and, and we'd make changes and at that point would pay for next sample. And, and then we kind of just slowly evolved from there. But, but there there was this like moment though where we kind of got together and we're like, are we gonna really do this thing? Do you want to do this thing? Are are you ready? Yeah. Like, for real, for real. And so we all said, yeah. And we threw our hands in and then we started. And we started setting up like, well, we should probably like m- meet yeah. outside of the smoke right. circle and like do some work. <laughs> yeah. And it, I mean, it starts with all those little baby steps. So I would love to to dive in and find out and cause maybe it's something that y'all do together or maybe it's something separately, but different ways that you incorporate cannabis into your creative process. One of my favorite moments is, you know, like take a rip from the bong or like a, a roll spliff. And then I can really like sit down and dive into my sketchbook, like my pen, my paper, my sketchbook, that paired with like a joint, it was kind of how I made it through school and being able to sort of fuel my creativity, but also focus my attention. Um, I'll find a, a really nice strain that puts me in that perfect kind of like, I don't know, euphoric creative state and then just kind of go to town, get lost. And that's how I usually use cannabis to stay creative. Mm-hmm. I have a hard time settling down. I get a lot of just kind of anxiety about things that I should be doing or, and I think for me, cannabis has always been something that's given me a little bit more patience and it's allowed me to do a lot of things that are more process oriented. I, I, my creativity mostly started from learning how to sew and Sewing is one of those things that you're you're going to end up having to remake pretty much everything you've done multiple times in order to have something that actually looks good. When someone's like, oh, make me a dress. You're like, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a while. <laughs> so I think that like 
taking that time and care while you're working on something and trying not to rush it is really what cannabis brought me was giving me, it's like, oh, it's not about like getting to the end of this. It's, it's just about enjoying the process and kind of finding moments of things that you can really like kind of pour yourself into a bit more. It's, it's a very, it really allows me to be a lot more present. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it's moved through now as we've, we've gone into different industries and it's like looking into things of staring at photos or photo editing and all of these where you kind of notice all these little things. And it's just a very, I don't know, I, li- I like the monotony of some of the things that we have to do. And I think that cannabis sort of gives you a playfulness within that space of, of repetitiveness, which is quite fun. Mm-hmm. Because if I'm in, in that monotonous task, for me, I will start feeling like there's an elephant sitting on my chest, like starting to get anxiety, like, oh my gosh, there's a hundred more pictures that I have to do or 200 more gift bags that we need to stuff with 30 items. Like, but if I get really high, then it's just like, I'm dancing, I'm in my flow, I'm appreciating that monotony. And it's, that's an interesting way to, to flip the script on some of that, you know, mundane crap that you have to do. I think the, the other aspect too of it is you get into like, I don't know, it sounds a little bit cliche and stereotypical, but you're like, dude, this is so cool. What if? And so it allows you to sort of playfulness. Yeah. Get weird and wild. Mm -hmm. And when people are like, oh, that's a crazy idea. I'll never fucking work. Like you must be high. And you're like, no, actually I am high. Yeah, And that's what makes this really cool. And so we can go and like explore the Netherlands of, of creativity or, or weird ideas. And then we can bring that back and make it real, which is kind of like this. We're like, well, what if we created a bong company that was like a lifestyle brand and, you know, your mom would want to buy it and it like sits on the table and it's beautiful. And we're like, that's actually a good idea. <laughs> yeah. Cool. That's actually a hot commodity. Right. <laughs> um, you know, in another way that... I find cannabis helpful as an entrepreneur wearing a bunch of hats, like we were all talking about earlier, is that, you know, whenever I smoke before my morning meditation, it's some mornings less about clearing my mind of everything, but making order of the chaos Mm. that I know is awaiting me that day. And so being able to just kind of shuffle through all of the things and like connect dots of, I don't have time for this. And oh my gosh, I just remembered I have to, you know, like whatever these things are, it's like cannabis can help me find order in that chaos where I think a lot of what we hear and a lot of the stereotype is, is that it creates a chaotic mind. But I think for a creative and for somebody who's curious, it really hones in things. Right. Yeah, it creates a like a sense of quiet. Yeah, I, f- I feel like that it, that space is really important, and especially when you're trying to create an environment where you're you're living with something so intently as being an entrepreneur, you're you're consistently dealing with a lot of unsexy aspects of of what everyone thinks being in the cannabis industry is. They're like, oh, you smoke weed and do that. And you're like, yeah, but we have taxes and, <laughs> and, it's and not, more taxes and than more. you and not fun. Um, and I think that having that little sort of treat that gives you a space away from the really frustrating or potentially like, you know, the grind of it, you can, you can get that fun and little blip and that's when you're like, Oh, you know, it'd be funny. Or like, this would be a fun video. And, and I think that that's something that our team has been really, um, great experience because we'll all have different ways of where our thoughts go 
when we're high. So whether it's Vin and I smoked a joint while we were setting up our booth in Lyft and Vin was like, what if we just don't set the table up? We're just going to put it on the floor and everyone will have to look at it because no one will have seen anything like it. And it was just like, it's just silly enough to work. And we <laughs> met you. <laughs> yeah, It was silly enough to work. And so it's funny to see those little things where everybody has their own kind of like play space they go to when they're high and seeing the team interact in that space. It's an amusing experience to yeah. watch. That was hilarious too, because they sent a picture of like, check out our booth design. And we, the response was, what are you high? <laughs> and yeah. like yeah we're like all right yeah cool cool let's do it makes sense <laughs> totally it's perfect just well, meet me there and you'll see it well and the other thing too is if there is this common curiosity you know we have to figure out how to do something interesting with this booth and then you have four different people who are smoking the same thing. It's affecting everyone a different way and everyone's seeing something from a different perspective. It's just like that is a playground. Mm-hmm. I mean, totally. it's such a fun place to be. I like that analogy. Yeah. The playground. There were there were more than a few ways that we set it up and it didn't. <laughs> the one we landed on was definitely the right one for us. But So do you have some activities that you do or some things that maybe you would recommend to people? Because as creatives, we feel confident in our ability to create something out of nothing or to, you know, make something and put it out into the world unapologetically. But there's so many people that don't think they're creative and they don't think they can do it and they don't believe in themselves or, or their creations enough to share them. So are there some activities or things that you recommend people doing to just kind of feel like they're honing their creativity? We actually do this a lot at, at the, my nine to five job, <laughs> I like to call it. I think some of them are creating very simple sort of uh, exercises. So like one we'll do is um, drawing the person across from you. Um, but you're not allowed to like look at your paper or pick your pen up off the paper, right? So there is no way that whatever you draw is going to be good. And it doesn't matter whether I have an art degree and you've never picked up a pen in your life. And so we'll play these little games um, that really kind of lower that like scary barrier to creativity, uh, which ends up in just a bunch of people like giggling and laughing about some dumb shit that you did. Um, but it sort of frees up your, your mind, your hands, your brain, like everything to, uh, so that, so that you can be creative. Yeah. Well, and especially when, you know, at the end of this exercise, everything's going to look like nonsense. It takes all that pressure off. Exactly. Okay. I dig it. What about you, Esther? I think some of it too, you have to realize that everyone is creative. They're just different in the way that it's outlet. I'm saying this as the person who's not a great sketcher on the team. There's a lot of pointing at other items. I'm great at miming. Yeah, I'm a solid mime when it comes down to uh, how to do bong stuff. I'm like, this, you know, would be cool. But I think that that's that's also part of the creativity is just learning to be comfortable and vocalizing what you're feeling. And if it is fun and entertaining for you, I mean, I I have friends that, find a lot of therapeutic benefits in coloring. And that is a very easy way that you can outlet creativity because pairing colors together in a way that are aesthetically pleasing is a very sought after task for a lot of companies that I've worked for. So I think that there, there's definitely ways that you can do it that aren't necessarily traditional, like 
you need to be good at painting or drawing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I think that's that's sort of what brings people together and, and why, you know, everyone has a creative way to do certain things. It's yeah. Just... And I, I have a couple of friends that, you know, once they became moms, it's like, you know, moms on steroids. And so it's like their kids don't just have a snack. It looks like they're eating an art palette, you know? So, I mean, it's like, if you're just, I don't have time for this shit. I'm a full on mom. Well, your creativity can be in the snacks and that you make for your kids or the way you play with them. I think play and make believe with kids is a fun way to wrangle your creativity. Oh, for sure. My mom always said, she um, does a lot of childcare stuff and she's like, I get all the other moms mad or all the other people mad, but she's like, I'm really good at playing with kids. <laughs> and yeah. it was always fun growing up doing. So it is, it is necessary to have those. Yeah. You said, and you said like the word play, I think that's the biggest one is reminding people that creativity is fun. It's play. It doesn't have to be that serious. I often tell people to like get out of their own way, like forget who you are yeah. forget your ego. It doesn't matter what this thing looks like. We're just trying to get across an idea. Um, so however you do that is, is right. You know, so it's like, okay, you can't draw. Well, you can cut out pictures in a magazine and you can hack that together. Mm-hmm. Um, you can say, you can speak and just like mm-hmm. talk about some things you can, you know, interpretive dance or <laughs> yeah, whatever you can it make is. Just TikTok like, you videos. Can, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Right? Like the, whatever your creative uh, medium is, it doesn't really matter as long as you kind of think of it like it is, it's play. It should just be fun. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think too, just like I try to get people to set aside 15, 20 minutes a day to meditate, you Mm -hmm. know, whether or not that's in the morning, afternoon or whatever, but making that time for themselves. But I also think making time in your day to just be creative and, you know, having a little smoke session and seeing what happens. We're at a point where things get really stressful and People just need to laugh more and to let loose more and to just kind of enjoy being a human alive on the planet right now, you know? I'm pretty sure it was in The Lion King when, like, Rafiki is is, is talking to, uh, I think, Simba, and he's telling him to, you know, like, giving him wisdom on life. And he comes up really close and he taps him on the forehead with his stick and he goes, lighten up. Yeah. And, like, that's that kind of thing that yeah. I think people need to do is just, like, Lighten the fuck up. Yeah, it's, lighten the, just fuck, lighten up. the fuck up. Like, yeah. yeah. Just lose your phone for a minute. That too. <laughs> oh, yeah. I always feel good whenever my phone goes off and gives me an alert. And it's like, you've picked up your phone like 50% less than you did yesterday. And I'm like, I am proud of myself. I don't know what I did yesterday, but this sounds good. Yeah. Okay. So I want y'all to um, show me the bong that you brought me and all the stuff and what makes it so cool and <clears throat> I will definitely have or maybe in the show notes we'll have all kinds of lovely pictures and links and they are also giving the casually baked listeners 10% off if you decide you want to have one of these lovely bongs on your coffee table um, they're at sessiongoods.com but since I'm going to get to use one I need y'all to give me the scoop the rundown yeah all right. which so- by the way beautiful packaging all the way around. Thank you. Thank you. I think um, that was one of the first touch points that we had talked about when we were creating the product was that unlike pretty much every other consumer good, the bong space has not come around to the whole packaging and just design in the same way that vapes or with the cannabis space like vapes and pre-rolls, like these are beautiful things. But 
bongs are still in bubble wrap and are kind of hidden away or, you know, it just didn't have the same care. Like I have a speaker that came in more packaging. So it's trying to go after that sort of, this is a normal Well, product. and I will say though, I don't think more packaging is the answer, but efficient and smart packaging, clean design packaging, intuitive packaging. I'm interested in those things. Well, and like packaging that's thoughtful, like, and that kind of creates a, a anticipation, mm-hmm. right? And so there, that's there a are, good word for it. There are different layers to it, right? So as you, there's a sleeve that goes over the main box. Um, so you slide that off, and as you take the the main the lid of the main box, there's actually like a bit of a weight because of the way the friction or the air works this with the box. A, this one's a fun one. This so, one is like it self seals. So, so there's a bit of enough. there's a bit of timing that goes into it. Um, very similar to the way that like um, electronics or like that your your iPhone box uh, is un is unboxed. Once you take the lid off, there's uh, this sensation of of quality. And then in the very top of the box, we have our little welcome card, and it explains um, what a session is. And a session is a period of time dedicated to a specific activity, which is why you know the smoke session or the chill session or, uh, you know, the, the hangout session or whatever that is. And so we explain that with our little, you know, greetings. And then you flip it over. You've got a very designery sort of, uh, um, Ikea instruction manual for putting together the bong. But Um, I love that. It's super easy. And I will say, not like Ikea in that I get this. Yeah, you don't speak Swedish pictures, do you? And, and, and Ikea, that's just not that we're trying to make this. Uh, we also as, try to include intuitive. every part for you. Yes. Try. Um, so one of the other things that we, we thought was important, especially when it comes down to not only just packaging, but what we're, off, what we're offering people. Ooh, that's on a way back. So one of the things that we, um, that we came down to, not only with the packaging, but also just in terms of the experience, is that what do you break most regularly and creating things that kind of change the narrative on what buying a bong is. I think a lot of times people buy it with the mindset that it's going to only last a certain amount of time where they're like, I have a tile floor. It's going to, it's going to smash. So we wanted to set people up with success and kind of get them into this, this mindset and family where like everything is a bit more modular. So um, the bongs itself is a very thick body. It's a five mil glass wall. And then each product comes with an extra set of bowls and downstems. So in the Very end, something nice. breaks, you can always replace it. I mean, we're stoners. We break shit all the time. So yeah. it's like, thank you. Yeah. I so, break one every trade show. <laughs> it's true. Without a doubt. <laughs> <laughs> but only the downstems. I've only the bongs. That was a, that was a rough day. And I like, I like the shape of this as well. Like it's easy to hold on to, you know, that's one of the issues so much with when you drop a bong, it's like, they're always such a, they're a weird shape or, you know, some cool design and they look beautiful, but then the actual functionality of it is not always there. So being like the designers that we are, anything we do, it has to be beautiful, right? But beauty needs to be paired with function. So we wanted to create a very sort of like iconic, simple, beautiful form, which is why we created to be this like very beautiful tapered, um, kind of uh, cone, mm-hmm. um, but we added an indent to it as well to not only make it easier and better to hold. So when you put it in your hand, it's like this is this is great. You can hold it. 
feels good. But the indent itself also allows you to draw back the downstem, the bowl, and the tab that holds onto it so that it's not like visually protruding out, but it's also much harder or significantly harder to catch or break if you're moving around, right? So you have a much more aesthetic sort of silhouette, um, but also functionally, again, uh, it's a lot easier to hold and pass. Then there's this really cool feature where you can place your lighter into it so you can do the one-handed pass. Which has been our, our favorite little little thing. Yeah, that's super fun. And you don't lose your lighter because it's always right there. It kind of sits in the oh, little Oh, I love that. It does sit there. <laughs> Which is funny because it's like, it looks extremely intentional. It was but not it intentional. <laughs> but, but that was one of those like, oh, this is dope. Like, <laughs> The original goal was um, with the incident was to help solve the problem of people knocking things off with the down stems and the bowls. Because in most bongs, it's protruding. And if you're sitting it down and you're not really looking, you might knock other items off or you might just like catch something you don't want to. So we wanted to make an indent that would house the bowl and the, and the down stem in a safer place, which is kind of where the indent came from. And then we were like, oh, it's exactly the same size as a lighter, which has been a nice like, ooh. A little feature that pops in. I like it. I like it a lot. And then y'all came out with the new stuff is the caps for cleaning it, right? Correct. So we have we have a couple other things going back into the idea that this isn't this is something that you can kind of keep and add on to and adjust. Um, we offer all the silicone as separate sets in addition to the charcoal. So as we come out with new colors in the future, similar to how you have the phone case, you can update your bong and customize or mix and match colors. So those are the silicone sets. Um, so we gave you a green. You seem like somebody who would like celery. Love it. Love it. Just trying to like look at your Instagram. Um, and then our newer product, uh, this came out about two weeks ago. These are a pair of ca nesting caps. Um, these are great because you can basically just plug in and pull these things out and it, it's easy to soak and clean. Awesome. The straight tube is also like a really easy thing to clean. And when everything pulls out, you can actually touch every corner of the piece. Um, so you don't have to worry about it getting really grody. Yeah. Right, and this is one thing I appreciated about seeing the stoppers is that you really can end up cleaning this like you do when you work in a bar and, you know, regularly. that whole shaker situation and getting the coffee stains off the, you know, I'm like, this is easy to clean. Well, it kind of comes back to to the the spirit of how we were thinking about design again. Is like this should be treated just like you would treat your wine glasses, mm -hmm. right? You clean your wine glasses after you drink out of them, right? After every use. So why wouldn't you um, do the same thing to your bong? Oh yeah, except <laughs> except this girl who's like, oh, but it's like ten o'clock. Yeah, I'm going to bed, and then, but I will. Because this is going to be sitting out in the studio, I will make it, it'll be a weekly ritual now. I will clean it every week. Right. So we wanted to design it in a way that would be um, more conducive for you to clean it more often. Yeah. Whether you do it after every session yeah, or like, every week. Shit. I know, right? Like, right? It's so hard to clean something like this. And it's like all my, my old bongs when I was in college or in high school, was like, they were disgusting. Yeah. But it wasn't easy to clean them. And it's like, if you have a bong with like 12 percolators and a bunch of ice catchers, and so you're not going to yeah. clean that. I don't clean mine every day. And, you know, it's 
it's something I'm working towards. It is a goal. <laughs> Aspirational stuff. As- aspirational. I'm hoping. What did your friend say? I uh, we were doing a we were having a, a session with a bunch of people that smoke regularly while we were coming out with the samples of the bong, and he just his his best friend made a comment that said, "I hope that." Whoever marries my daughter cleans his bong every day. Sounds like a great dude. <laughs> but um, that is one of the other benefits of having an extra bone and extra down stem. I'll soak the two when yes. I'm using the other ones. And then I kind of switch them out every other day. Because what I found now that I've been – now that we have the blessing of so much flour, there are a lot of really beautiful flavors that you're getting from it. And I think that there's a return to flour, especially from mm-hmm. – just like talking to different bud tenders in the city and having a fresh piece to really like taste that is quite lovely. I concur. But, but there's definitely, that. yeah, there's things it's like, I'll rinse it out. I'll, I'll switch the bottle water out, bong water out each use. And then after a day or two, I'll like switch out the down stems, but soak the other two. Mm-hmm. That's I'm- a good idea. My problem with my Puffco peak is that all of a sudden I want to use it and it's not charged. Oh, and so, you know, you're like, ah, crap. So then, you know, you have to make some other decisions, but having something like this, where it's like, you know, you always have something clean and ready to go, then it's fine. Yeah. Throw it in. And then we also have a pipe that is new, which is this pink one. Yes. I'm excited about this too. I saw this in Vancouver. I I didn't think I was going to get one. So I'm really fired up about it now. Yeah. Yeah. We brought you everything. (laughs) Um, so the main, the main concept for the pipe was to kind of mimic the same design shapes as the bong. So we wanted to keep it in the same kind of triangular form. Mm-hmm. It comes with a little carabiner, awesome. um, and a silicone case. So just to kind of go back as a protective element, but the easiest way to get it out is basically like a squeeze and wiggle. So you squeeze and you wiggle it out. And then on the pipe itself, you can pack a bowl, you can take it to go. It sits on its, oop, sits on its back. You can also keep it upright, and then it's like a really easy, just like take it out, take it out. Yeah. And when you're done, you don't get resin in your bag, which is quite handy. Yes, that's so great. I love it. Y'all have done an excellent job, and the the packaging is super clean, and it's definitely modern cannabis. I like that. This whole new segment of the of the cannabis culture. You know, these newbies that are just, you know, jumping into the world of cannabis and a Rastafarian bong is just like, what are you talking about? No, never. But if they see something like this, you know, right now, I feel like they're like drinkables, edibles, that sort of thing. A lot of people don't want to smoke. But then if they were presented with something like this, it looks less scary or tacky or, you know, whatever it is that. One of our biggest people think one of our biggest uh, uh, I think like tenets when we were coming to design was trying to make it approachable. Mm-hmm. I mean, we always make the joke of like, if your mom were going to buy a bong, what kind of bong would your mom buy? Uh, we have a comment or a review on our site where a guy said, um, "These are smoking accessories for uh, stoners with four hundred one ks." Yeah, you're like, yes, they are. Yeah, yeah. it's like you, you okay, know, everyone just kind of has a little bit of a, a more sort of I don't know ideally like grown-up taste um and so we tried to design things that would 
be able to fit into that sort of that men, that mentality. Well, and everybody deserves to have something that's reflective of their lifestyle. So right. y'all are, y'all are filling a niche. So right. kudos to you for that. I think it's also important too, that we, we talk about the fact that it is still really hidden that people smoke and we're, we're kind of at a point right now that we're getting interactions from photographers on Instagram who are like, Oh, that's cool. Like I might put it in my stories. And that is a step that I believe not a lot of other businesses are getting right now. And, um, I think part of those reasons happen to be that it is a shape that looks more similar to something that you would see as a water bottle or a barware item. The packaging kind of sends you all those same triggers that you have that what you're doing is normal. This isn't mm-hmm. supposed to be something that's like illicit. You didn't go to like a corner store and dig through the back and hope that it was okay and that the cops weren't going to be there. Like it's very much, it's you buy a crack pipe. yeah, like you, <laughs> you didn't accidentally buy a crack pipe, crack pipe. but it's, it's, I, I think this whole idea that you have a bar cart in your home full of things that you sort of like showcase, right. why shouldn't you have a, you know, a product if you smoke regularly that you can just keep in your house and it doesn't really draw attention to it as something that's illicit or taboo. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. And the other thing that I want to just touch on real quick is the fact that y'all were able to take your creativity and turn it into income. And I think so many people, you know, want to do that and they, they strive to be able to, you know, turn their, their dream or their side hustle into their main thing. You know, I was having lunch with a guy today who's trying to figure out like kind of what he wants to be when he grows up. He's like, I've, you know, I don't like what I chose. I want to do something different. I like to, when I'm talking to people and I just kind of have this thought, I like to, to share that out. So just think about it out there. What, what you're creative, you know, what is your creativity? Are you making things? Do you make stuff just for your friends or your family? Like, are there ways that you can take your creativity and turn it into income for yourself? you know, Esther and Sam are living proof that, you know, that you can do that. And we live in the most expensive place in the whole fucking world. So (laughs) if we can do it, you can do it. Make a website, do a pre-order. That's what we did. We basically were able to fund and grew bigger. And And let me ask you, so when you did do pre-orders, where were you, where were you pushing that? So we really were just a wide net when we first launched. So we um, we knew that we had already purchased product and it was coming in. We did a really small first run. It was about 200 units. And um, we sent out blanket emails to design blogs and kind of announcing us. Didn't really hear anything back. And then about four days in, I got an email from a customer, which I'd never, I'd never had a customer service ticket yet. So it was like, I saw your bong on Uncrate and I'm interested in like when it's going to ship. And at this point, I just started crying. So I was like, oh, look, I wrote about the bong. And so I was so excited because this is like a blog I've been following for a very long time that that talks, of, you know, it's, it's all like really beautiful product imagery. And so we were all excited. And then it was unfortunately at a time where everyone on the team was in a different location at a different time zone. So I was like, oh my gosh. And I didn't know who to talk to. I was like, Sam, <laughs> like somebody wake up, like look at it. But it um, so we basically Uncrate kind of put us on the map from there. A bunch of other blogs reposted it and we ended up selling out in three weeks. Awesome. So it was like a, I guess we should make more. And, and that kind of started spun it. We 
now, I guess since May, we've been able to like keep product in stock, shipping it directly, and we're now distributed in Canada as well as a little bit in Europe um, and the U.S. Yes. I think we even Way have a few go. In, uh, in Japan as well, right? Oh, we have some in Japan, which yeah. was really Wow, cool. that's awfully risque. It's pretty weird. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I just can't believe the the laws in Japan and how cannabis is treated there. I mean, that's the most expensive flower in the entire world is yeah. in Japan because, I mean, it's, it's so taboo. It's wild. I know. I think people, growers in Japan may be some of the bravest mofos ever. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I love y'all sitting down with me talking creativity. Is there anything that we didn't talk about that you think is important to share or any kind of shameless plug? No, I mean, I think the outside of this, too, is like we hope to see you know, we want to be in the forefront of this. And it's like we really are excited about how. We're using creativity and design to create a brand um, that is helping shape or or change the way the aesthetics, the stigma of cannabis is is progressing. Um, and we want to see more people doing it as well. I think the more that it, that other people are taking the same approach is going to help elevate the entire the entire culture. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, we encourage people to sort of do what we were doing and uh, yeah. get out there. Anyone wants to make a beautiful cleaning solution? We want to know We're looking you. for, yeah. <laughs> Ooh. We need, we need cleaning to go yeah. with our caps. Okay. I appreciate that. And let's just talk about that really quickly. So cleaning the bong now, um, when I'm cleaning pipes and stuff, I drop this stuff in alcohol. But now that I have a shaker, are we talking like rock salt and alcohol? Yep. Or, yep. Okay. I use, um, so one of the thing, if I'm cleaning, I'll pull this guy out and I will just soak my little pieces in here. Silicone is really great for, um, it's really durable. So the, so the continued alcohol is not going to stain it or anything. Awesome. So you took the, the bottom cap off and put all of the parts into it and then you would fill that up with and soak it. alcohol. Awesome. Um, Salt and alcohol. Well, I'll usually start and do it all in the bong. I'll do rubbing alcohol, salt in the bong. I'll let it sit for a minute, shake it up. It's usually good at that point. Well, depending on how long you've been smoking out of it, but um, let it soak, just shake it. And then I just pour whatever's left over from that into my silicone base where everything else is is sitting. sitting, And then I let that soak for a little while. Right on. That's Um, very efficient. We we now officially have a rubbing alcohol subscription on Amazon because... We, we go through a lot because <laughs> anytime someone comes over, you're like, oh, I think I'm a dirty bong. So yes. And, you know, hashtag coronavirus. So we need to be making sure we're yeah. um, cleaning our bongs or, you know, everybody's smoking out of their cute little pipes. That's true. But yeah, I'm just I'm trying to not share as much. It's hard to do think, in our culture. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, there is a culture. There it's we just met a gentleman who makes really lovely mouthpieces that fit in almost any product that I believe we're gonna start carrying as well, just to kind of fit in with mm-hmm. I like that. Just in case. Yeah, so you everybody has their own. I think I have one of these. Yeah, little I think they're I called think like mouth. I think it's literally called mouthpiece. But And it's all tie-dyed. He had some solid color ones. Okay. So I think we'll probably lean more towards Well, those. I would, yeah, I would too if I were you. I just, the one that was given to me was tie dyed. So I was like, oh, this is loud, but yeah. I'm I always, can rock tie dye. Yeah. I ain't yeah. scared. 
it's a flare piece. <laughs> it's yeah, it is. Like I feel like in in you have to have your like I have my serious weed daily drivers. You know, I have a session bong, and I'm like it's well designed, and I have a nice grinder, and then I also have my drawer full of silly weed things, and that's when you get your glow in the dark pieces and your tie dye gr- and tie dye mm-hmm. mouth pieces, and we need all kinds. There you go. Yeah, it depends on what mood you're in. Yeah. It's like in uh, Half-Baked when you uh, you go over and you're like trying to choose your piece. And you're like, oh, it's, I'm going to use Billy Bong Thornton today. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now, this is my favorite grinder, but I can't find where I originally bought it. And this I would amazing. love someone to I, create if you recreated that. A grinder is probably the one thing that I annoy everybody. The, well, a stash chart too. I annoy about a stash chart a lot. She's like, guys, when are we going to design a grinder? <laughs> when are we going to design a stash chart? Just get me a stash jar. Yeah. And I, you know, the only thing oh, that I would, like yes, hmm. it's perfect. It fits into everything. And then I don't have, you don't touch the cannabis at all. You're not losing any of the key for anything. It goes right into the funnel and you pour it through and. Yeah, that's amazing. Um, But yes, I. I want another one, and I just can't find where I bought that one. That would be great too. For um, we talk a lot about you know trying to appeal towards both both demographics of millennials as well as baby boomers. And with talking to my parents, that's you know arthritis and those things are real. And if mm-hmm. you can have something that immediately can put it into your device without having to use a lot of dexterity with your hands, is really a great product. Absolutely. And this is the other thing that I would love for y'all to make. So this is where, you know, if I, if I finished something that, you know, and I have a little bit left over and I'm a purist and I don't want to mix things, this is my little stash. And then you've got your little Keef box oh, wow. on the oh, bottom. Nice. Yeah. This looks like a jewelry box. You would never know. So these are the little things that I've loved and kept with me that, you know, they, they've outlasted a lot of other things, but it's like. They're super efficient. They do exactly what I want them to do. And, you know, it's good, solid craftsmanship. That's what I'm looking for. Well, it's, uh, <laughs> what's cool about, again, the way that we've sort of set up the the brand itself is we want to complete the entire experience, right? So it's not only the thing that you're smoking out of, but it's the thing you grind your weed up with. It's the thing that you store it on mm-hmm. on your table. It's the every tool kind of works together in sort of a full ecosystem. Mm-hmm. And then that also then elevates the uh, the the entire table setup, right? It's like your bar cart, everything kind of matches. You've got your, your glassware and your stirring equipment and your shakers and all that looks similar, right? Yeah. Uh, we definitely have the ability to expand the product line uh, to kind of address each one of those, uh, those needs. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is cool. Yeah, just these little tools that just make everything easier, you know, just being able to tamp down a bowl or scoop up key for, you know, clean things out and, you know, you just... I like how minimal that is and that there's not a ton of... It's, you know, it's not tie-dyed. Yeah. Yeah. There's there's a time and place for tie-dye, but sometimes it's on my table every day. It's like having a clown painting. Yeah. (laughs) I only put that in my guest room. In the closet. So yeah. when they open the door, they <laughs> Yeah. It's in the circus oh, tent times. in the backyard. Well, I appreciate y'all hanging out with me. Now I would love to uh, load this bad boy up and, yeah, sure. and smoke a bowl let's with enjoy you. A session. Have a session. All right. 
Well, thanks for hanging out, guys. That's been great. Thank you. Thank you so much for having us. Look, creativity, whether you think it or not, lies within all of us. But oftentimes, we find ourselves too busy to hear the flirtatious whisper of our creative muse. Or we feel the spark and promise we'll engage the idea later. But then we never do. The endless distractions of the modern world are the arch enemy of focused creativity. Though everyone's creative process is unique, cannabis, I guarantee, can be an effective tool for opening your mind to the creative muse within. (laughs) That's one hell of a sales pitch for cannabis, right? Did you know cannabis increases cerebral blood flow to the frontal lobe? that region of the brain that controls problem-solving, emotions, mental flexibility, concentration, and organization. Researchers at Harvard Medical School have found that creative people have higher baseline frontal lobe activity, which increases when they're actively being creative. Cannabis actually stimulates creative drive and promotes a fresh, out-of-the-box perspective. I encourage you to keep a notebook handy to record your thoughts, ideas, and reminders. You know, since cannabis can affect short-term memory retention, recording the aha moments as they happen can help ensure you won't lose your next million-dollar idea. And with that million-dollar idea, if you want to pay it forward, become a podcast patron at patreon.com backslash casuallybanked. I hope to begin sharing casual video content with podcast patrons soon. I've hesitated doing that sort of thing because I just don't think people give a shit what I'm doing. I mean, everybody is posting their videos of themselves and I I don't care what they're doing. Why would they care what I'm doing? So I'm going to lean on you to tell me to cut it out if it's ridiculous. I mean, it feels ridiculous and I haven't even started yet. And I can't believe I haven't done this sooner. Podcast patrons, I will share a discount code with you for 10% off casually baked gear and cannabis lifestyle coaching. You support me. Dang it, I'm supporting you. This full circle of gratitude thing is always a home run in my heart. So let's continue to find other ways to support each other along the way. Patreon.com backslash casually baked. You can also support my efforts by sharing this podcast with a friend or family member that needs to loosen up and learn a thing or two about the modern cannabis culture and how it might be just what the doctor ordered. Continue submitting your can of curious questions at casuallybake.com to be answered on a future episode of the show. I'm at Casually Baked on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. I don't know about you, but my adrenals are in overdrive these days, and I've been told I need to slow it the fuck down. So, next week, I'm bringing you along for the ride. I think we could all use a chill pill right about now. I hope you'll join me for a healing conversation with my soul sister, Edie Osborne. And thanks to my friends at Session Goods for hanging out and adding their touch to the Casually Baked Studio. 
You can check out my new studio gear from Session in the podcast 127 show notes at casuallybaked.com. It's been almost a week since I recorded my chat with Sam and Esther. And I will say that if you're inspired to upgrade your bong or pipe, I am totally loving mine. And because it's clear glass, and I got a little bit of that OCD going on, and they make cleanup so easy, I've been inspired to do it and not put it off. I mean, fucking bonus, people. And you enjoy 10% bonus yourself. Sessiongoods.com. Using promo code CASUALLYBAKED. All one word, casually baked at sessiongoods.com. In the meantime, if you're picking up what I'm putting down, puff puff, pass it on. Yes, is a hot time. Casually Baked the Podcast was created, recorded, and produced by yours truly. Editing and sound design are in the capable hands of Arnav Gupta. The podcast theme music is by my highly talented friend Seth Walker. If you aren't familiar with Seth's music, you can find High Time on his album Gotta Get Back wherever you're buying your music these days. I know he didn't create High Time for me, but it sure as shit sounds like he did, right? I hope you'll tune in next time. Thanks for hanging out. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. Are you looking for the next great cannabis business to invest in? Then you need to check out the MJ Bulls podcast. Hi, I'm Dan Humston. Join me each week as I speak to both cannabis entrepreneurs who are raising capital and cannabis investors who are investing capital. Our 10-minute episodes are perfect for the busy investor. Start listening to the MJ Bulls podcast today, wherever you listen to podcasts, and who knows, maybe you'll discover the next cannabis unicorn.